Thanks for tuning in to Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we discuss the weekly news, awesome matches, and best moments from AEW, WWE, New Japan, Impact, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Blokes of Wrestling. This is our second attempt to do the show tonight. As you can so you can tell by my, my little overlay <laughs> thing there. Comcast fucking sucks! They're the worst! I'm praying, I'm praying, Danny and Delia, anyone watching this clip, <laughs> find the cut footage of Dagan. Uh, it's, already, it's already gone. I already deleted it. I couldn't oh. deal. Jerk! <laughs> I would love to see a blooper reel. <laughs> Here, I, I will. Uh, I I will do a, a quick recap of uh, what just went down. Comcast fucking sucks. They're the worst. Fuck you, Comcast. I now can't record any of my shows. Just a disclaimer: I cannot record any of my shows ever again in my room. Because the internet is so bad, and I cannot get it to run properly with StreamYard. We did the old speedtest.net thing. Went on there. Looking pretty good for download speed. Just about 400 uh, MBP, sec, MBPPS, whatever. You want to know what my upload speed is? 30! Fucking 30! Ouch! Fuck you, Comcast! There you go. I'm sorry. I peaked my mic way high on that one. Thank you but for you... volume control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll put a little I'll put a little disclaimer at the beginning of the show to turn your volume down. But uh yeah, yeah. I am oof. Talk about heat, man. Like oh. for real. You know who has the biggest they want more heat. More okay. Heat, yes. More heat, Mike! We should get a graphic for yeah. when you go on a rant. That would be great. Like back in the yeah, old Comcast has Comcast has some serious fucking heat with me right now. My God. Hmm. All right. Anyway, to 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 get on with the show here, we're we're here to talk about wrestling, right? Is that is that is that what's going on here? I, th- yep, I think. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Um. But uh, yeah, we'll jump into our first news story. Luckily, another week, uh, another week of not as much news. So, yes. luckily. Uh, I, and we're probably jinxing ourselves because again we're pre-taping this this week. Mm-hmm. Thank again. God, because they're trying to do this show live up up there with all that Comcast bullshit would have just been a nightmare. So uh, yeah. I mean, this I is why we've been pre for a little bit, but yeesh. yeah. So it's it's real rough, but um, we're probably jinxing ourselves. There's probably gonna be a massive breaking news story uh, Friday, but you are you are watching this on Friday. Uh, we are not live, but I uh, wanted to discuss this because this was a, a little bit of a story this week. And this is going to kind of be, I think, a uh, reoccurring segment on this show, talking mm-hmm. about the future of WWE and who may or may not be in or out in terms of purchasing it. Um, 
And uh, the CEO of Endeavor, Ari Emanuel, was on a media call earlier this week. And uh, the quote here saying, as it relates to WWE, it's an unbelievable product. Vince, you know, created a great business. We've had a longstanding relationship with them over two decades. We're doing on-location business with them, streaming business with them. His business is really valuable. But we're not going to do anything as it relates to changing our leverage position right now. So as of right now, as of March 3rd, they will not be buying WWE anytime soon. Uh, it looks like, and this is sort of, you know, Meltzer and SRS and a few of these other guys have talked about this a, a little bit since this kind of, since this has all been going down over the last few weeks of mm -hmm. speculation of who might buy WWE. But Unfortunately, seems like Saudi Arabia is the the front runner right now because the only two parties that have sort of gone on record saying that they would be interested in the the hefty price tag of nine billion dollars, which if anybody has a, a, a an extra inheritance or a few billion dollars lying around that they wouldn't mind uh, sharing with us, uh, we'll, we'll pr we promise to pay you back. Uh, we would not mind at all owning WWE. According to the genealogy report, I am distantly related to Madonna. So, I mean, I could Whoa. reach out. Yeah, Madonna, if you're watching this and you have have a, have a couple billion you're willing to, to spare, uh, we, we would love to, to, to throw our name in the hat. Blokes of Wrestling, uh, on record as of right now, interested in purchasing WWE. Uh, we just need about uh, nine. We just need about eight point uh, nine 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 uh, billion dollars uh, I mean, to, like, to to get it done. So, uh, if it, if anybody if anybody's interested, hit us up. We, our DMs are open. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, back 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 to the, the oh and and Madonna as well. Uh, you know, would be would be a great investor. I think, uh, despite being. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, responsible for the murder of Weird Al Yankovic. So, um, <laughs> taking it a little bit more seriously now, yeah, it looks like Endeavor might be out. Comcast doesn't seem to be interested because fuck them, they're the worst. Uh, Disney, yeah. the, a few of these other big corporations, I think $9 billion is a lot of money just in general. And it's it's a huge investment. It's not like a, a big risk or anything because WWE is a proven money maker, but it is certainly a risk. So, well, totally. I am still. I was gonna say any time that? you buy something that expensive, that big, for that much money, yeah. you better you better be sure it's something that's gonna give give you your money back. Yeah. So. It seems like uh, the only two parties that have gone on record are the Saudis and the Khans. And that being Tony Khan uh, saying that they might be interested in buying it. But obviously, I think Tony Khan would need another third, would definitely need a third party investor, where mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia could probably just be like, here, Vince, here's $9 billion. So I'm still going to heed the warning here, guys. Prepare yourself for a WWE that is owned by Saudi Arabia it, at some point in 2023. I'm just saying, like, guys, you, you got to prepare yourself for the worst. Like, cause I, mm -hmm. I'm not that much of an optimist when it comes to this stuff. And I just feel like the signs point to the Saudis owning the, the company, which does suck. Cause I really want to do WrestleMania weekend in Philly. And, uh, I probably still will go. I'll do like all the indie shows and everything. Yeah. But if, if Saudi Arabia owns the company, I'm not going to be spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to WrestleMania. I just, uh, you know, you got, got to think about where your money's going to, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but luckily, there's enough wrestling out there. Um, it would just suck because, like, I yeah. like a you know, it's number one on my bucket list is to go to WrestleMania. Um, yeah, and just the the way that the company has been like the last several months without Vince running creative, you know, whether or not he is actually fully stepped back, I don't know. Because well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still he's still in Hunter's ear a little bit, you know. So, uh, but the show has been better. I mean, the, the, the show overall has been better. It's still WWE. There's still the WWE shit. There's still bad booking here and there, but it's better than it was. So it, it's, it's too bad that, uh, it, it could just all go to shambles because Saudi Arabia buys it, you know? So we'll yeah. see. So I don't have much more to say on it uh, now because well, it's like yeah, one of those things have, we have to wait and see. thing to say on it is fun being 100% honest. I don't think. It would be that drastic of a hit if Saudi Arabia bought it. Yeah, I don't know, man. And then, like, you got Sami Zayn, who'd probably leave. You oh, know, oh, you got, like. Wise. I thought you meant audience wise. Oh, audience. Oh, yeah. People will still watch it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But no, in it, the ring, I agree. Yeah. Sami Zayn's out. Yeah. So, again, the fingers crossed that anybody but Saudi, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like they, they got a lot of money and they're willing to just throw at Vince. So. Um, we will see, but moving on here, I'm going to switch it up a little bit this week. I want to talk about last week's rampage first, cause we pre-taped last week and we just ran down the card. And we get a, didn't get a chance to talk about the actual show, but yeah. I thought this was one of the better episodes of rampage in like a while. Like mm. we had the, the special slam dunk edition with the fun, like basketball match and everything with the elite, but man, this rampage from like from top to bottom, I thought was just a really great show. Felt like, Rampage when it was first starting out and really hot and everything and uh, kicked things off with the Young Bucks and Aussie Open, which was like a match of the week for sure. Maybe even a match of the year contender. Like I thought this was a hell of a, an opener for this show. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed this episode of Rampage overall. I would give it a, a best Rampage ever uh, rating. But man, just just this just the first match alone, the Young Bucks and, and Aussie Open, I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, yes, I, I agree. Young Bucks and uh, Young Bucks and uh, and Aussie Open could have been a team that a match. Sorry, that you know would have been a banger on pay per view. But hey, we get it for free on Dynamite. Um, no, I'm, I'm definitely uh, yeah. It's gonna it's definitely gonna be up there for sure. When you look at the end of the year ranks, I agree. It's gonna yeah, be the top. yeah top twenty probably. Although we are only in March, so True. there's a lot yeah, a lot of the year left. <laughs> Yeah, like Gunther and stuff. So who knows? Yep. Uh, we also had Tony Storm and uh, the Tony Storm with Soraya, with all the Soraya shenanigans and the WWE sports entertainer uh, gimmickry going on. Uh, Tony Storm defeating Willow. Who man, I love Willow. I I wish that she would be in a top top of the card sort of position at this point. Yeah. Maybe I she's the one to beat Jade. I don't know. I think but, she's uh, gonna, I, uh, push pretty big in Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a good point. She'll probably beat Athena for the ROH Women's title. Yeah. I could see that happening over her. Is she still relatively, uh, relatively new, isn't she? Willow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I think, yeah, I think Ring of Honor would be a great um, test. Launching platform yeah. for her, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a, actually a pretty good match between Tony Storm and Willow uh, with mm -hmm. some, you know, the, the shenanigans at the end. But uh, overall, good stuff there. We also had Lance Archer returning with Jake the Snake Roberts. So it was great to see both of them yeah. 
on the screen. Uh, it was just a squash match, but uh, you know, still uh, very, very good to see both of them yeah, back. They're all in white. Yeah, of course. And then the main event was Sammy Guevara against Action Andretti, which was another very, very good pro wrestling match. Um, so again, I thought this was a damn fine episode of Rampage, and it's too bad that like nobody's watching the show. It does yeah, like um, five hundred thousand in the ratings at best, at best, you know. So, oh well, this, Friday night. This is indicative of their booking. Um, they always ramp up the shows when the on the road to a pay per view within the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, because yeah, we got revol- uh, we have revolution this weekend, so it makes yes, sense. we do. And everything played into the storylines. Um, it was great. It was great. Good shit. Was very very good. Um, yeah, and then we had uh, we had our go home episode for AEW Revolution emanating mm-hmm. out of the historic Cow Palace in uh, in San Francisco, California, oh. and uh, I thought that. This was maybe maybe not as good of a episode overall as last week. I mean, you had a lot, a lot happening, uh, as is to be expected with AEW. But, um, you know, it was still a pretty good go-home show. Uh, it, uh, it kicked off with another excellent Orange Cassidy match. Orange Cassidy in the opener, defending that TNT or the whatever the hell, All-Atlantic all uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership World Title. Uh, against Big Bill, or formerly Big Cass, aka William Morrissey, uh, and this this was man, this was a, just a hell of a fun match. Uh, yeah. Again, like Orange Cassidy, the last couple weeks, I, I think the the match with Yuta last week was probably better than this one, but this mm. was also really really good. Uh, just an excellent way to kick off the show. And yeah, man, like you don't need to do this every week, but having Orange Cassidy in the opener in this capacity, I think is just a win for everybody. So I, I love this opener. Yeah. This was a fun match. Uh, this was a match that, you know, it's, it's, it's nice that Gorn Cassidy to wrestle all these different styles. He's really good at playing the baby face up against the giant like this. Um, and then you, of course, yeah. you have the shenanigans with Stokely Hathaway and the cast. And it's just like, you son of a man. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it, you're, you're right. Whenever, whenever orange Cassidy's on screen, you're always, you're always sure to get something fun. And of course, to start off the show with Jane, it's, it's a great way to fucking yeah. set, set the mood. So, I mean, a hell of a, uh, a, a, you know, a song set list in, in oh, like yeah. a, for a radio station or something. You start off with Jane and then you have carry on my wayward son, uh, yeah. which is the elite coming out. It looks like they're, they're going to do something. They weren't, I don't think they were booked for this show initially, but they come out and then the lights go out immediately and house of black attacks and That's beats them down and holds up the titles. So I, I saw some people were really angry about this. Like people are angry about AW every week, but for some reason, like, Oh, they, they, they still like Dave Meltzer was complaining about, I, they had the elite come out and then they took them away, but no, you got to get heat on the house of black. That's, that's yeah. what, that would be my this uh, counter argument to that. This is what they fucking do. That's the point, Dave. Trying to get heat. Come on. (laughs) But then we also had the face of the revolution ladder match next, which was absolutely. Actually, you know, I I forgot to mention John Moxley's promo. I should probably shout that out because that was crazy. Whereas he looked like you taped it last week. He looked like he has had his eyeball shot out. 
Like at, uh, I was watching this with Tyler and Tyler pointed out, man, he looked like he just been shot in the face. Like literally there was so much blood pouring down. And I feel bad for that janitor that had to clean that all that up afterwards. But oh. man, he just cut, cut a hell of a promo here. He's like, ah, you know, promos. We got one more coming up. Um, They really, I was already sold on the match, but this one's looks like, I, I agree with sealed the deal. Yeah. I sealed the deal. And I, I agree with some of the people. I, uh, some of the things I've heard up there, I would love it if this was the main event, but you can't obviously yeah. with the fucking Iron Man match. Yeah, for sure. I did. You, too, you can't have too many matches on this card. We got eight matches on the card already, including a 60, 60 minute Iron Man yeah. match. Knowing I'm Tony Khan will probably he'll be section. <laughs> uh, knowing Tony Khan will probably add about 17 more matches on social media between now and, uh, Sunday, but um, hope, hopefully not. Hopefully they just keep it where it is. I don't know. Like we'll go through the the revolution card here in a minute and do predictions. But yeah, it's already too long. Um, but we did have the face of the revolution ladder match, which was all sorts of insanity, uh, as you would expect from one of these. But uh, it uh, the lineup here we had Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, Ar Fox, a Action Andretti, Sammy Guevara. Kanosuke Takeshita, who I thought really shined in this match, and then the AW debut of Commander, who e even someone like me who watches all sorts of wrestling all over the world, I was not as familiar with Commander, but I certainly am now, especially after he did that crazy fucking uh, rope walk and then yeah. dive onto everybody. Like, what the heck? I, I couldn't no even believe that why. spot. I thought that was somebody we know under a mask. I'm like, they're going to reveal themselves when they climb up the ladder. No, that's Covander, man. Yeah, I was just, that that guy is impressive. Yeah, he's crazy. He's totally crazy. But um, yeah, I thought Takeshi to shine in this match. He had Hobbs in his hometown, so mm -hmm. he was getting the babyface reaction throughout. He had Ortiz and Kingston sort of taking both of them out early. And then that they were saying, oh, they, they brawled to the back and then had to be yeah. separated. And then there was a weird digital exclusive promo with Eddie Kingston where he's just like, I quit AEW. So yeah. he's off to Ring of Honor. Um, not going to be on AEW, I guess, for a while. And but the way it's coming off, it feels it feels like it's a work, like feels like it's part of the story. Oh, yeah, it is for a Ring of Honor, of course. But apparently there actually is a seated truth to, you know, his frustrations and shit like that. So it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a, a crazy spot that scared the hell out of me where Sammy Guevara just totally missed taking that oh, dead yeah. bump and uh, looked like he bounced his head off the back of the ladder on his way down, which he looked, looked like right on the right on the. Yeah. So apparently he's okay, but man, that was a scary spot there. And then the match ends with Hobbs crawling to the top of the ladder and winning the the ring, the the brass ring, whatever you want to call it, to become the face of the revolution. And uh, of course, this being AEW and uh, being a show that everybody gets angry and bitches and whines and complains about everything the next day. All I ha heard from everybody this morning was people bitching about the refs holding the ladder, which happens everywhere. Yes, Shocking, but, breaking but, fucking news. It happens in WWE, happens in every company. However, I will say that the production on this, you could have just had a shot of Hobbs climbing ladder. You didn't need that wide shot. You didn't need the hard cam shot on this. So this was kind of a technical production blunder. But at the same time, 
uh, people making it out like it's the worst thing to ever happen in the history of pro wrestling because, of course, it's AEW, so we, we have to determine that it's the worst thing ever. But yes, Did nobody else fucking noticed that the ladder was busted. That's why the yeah. referees were in the fucking <laughs> ring. Like, did nobody else notice? It, Hobbs, this giant three hundred plus pound man, had to climb a broken ladder yeah. to get this brass ring. So, what with Takeshi to busted the fucking ladder, <laughs> like. It's I just mean, crazy. He, would, he could have taken a moment to maybe try to fix it, but I don't know. But who knows? But yeah, the ladder was fucking busted. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's it seems like in this day and age, uh, Brian Alvarez had a good little rant about it today. But like, guys, come up with something original. Like, stop being a bunch of cornet shills. Like mm. these people that go online and they just bitch and whine and complain about AEW, and that's all they do. That's like their goal in life. All they're doing is like just saying the same shit that Cornette is saying. Yeah. Like, really? Like, okay, guys, we get it. You don't like AEW because it exists and you're intimidated by its existence. I, th- I th- If I'm being honest, I feel like Cornette would have an opinion similar to ours about it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like anyway, we had, practical. we had uh, Chris Jericho and Peter Avalon next, uh, which uh, was a quick match as we figured it was. I thought yeah. it was just going to be uh, a quick little Jericho hits the Judas effect and gets the win, but they actually gave Peter Avalon quite a bit for the like the first two and a half of the three minutes that this lasted, uh, which which was good to see him. It was good to Peter Avalon proving that he can actually go in the ring. Like we don't see much of this guy other than on Dark and like a couple brief appearances on New Japan Strong, but he's pretty damn good. Man. This guy he's known for being a trainer, so. Uh, more Peter Avalon. I, I wouldn't complain if we had more Peter Avalon on television. Um, this is very indicative of where Jericho is at this point in his career. Because... Yeah, putting over, putting everybody over. <laughs> putting everyone over. Yeah. doesn't matter. So we had the post-match beatdown of Ricky Starks after the fact. And, uh, you know, no action Andretti out there to make the save or anything. It's just because just he was in the ladder match. But just to set up and build towards the match. At the pay-per-view, and given that, uh, we'll do our predictions here in a minute, but given that Starks had the beat down here, I'm pretty sure Starks is going to be uh, going over in this match at the pay-per-view. But, yeah, you never know, though. <clears throat> yep. Uh, we then had uh, Hangman Page's response uh, promo to the, the crazy Moxley thing earlier. Good stuff there. And then we had Christian Cage coming out to be interviewed by Renee. Uh, getting all the heat, getting the, the shut the fuck up chance, which is like, that's one of my favorite chants yeah. of wrestling. I just, I love that chant, but, uh, um, he goes after, the, yeah, he goes at, what? The one, the chant they did at the end, I couldn't understand what it was. Shut the fuck up. No, there's there, another was one at the end. There's a, there was another one at the end. Yeah. I don't know if it was the fuck up, but it, it, it sounds, I don't I know what they were saying. Doesn't matter. We had uh, Cage yeah. calling out Jung- uh, Jungle Boy's father, uh, getting heat for that, and then uh, um, Jack Perry sort of uh, weirdly responding cryptically with the uh, sort of a video thing that very much reminded me of like a Darby Allen promo where he's he's burying yeah. somebody in the desert and the, the tombstone reads Christian Cage. So I thought this was setting up a buried alive match, but apparently the yeah. match is just a no holds barred match. So yeah. Which is still gonna be just sure. as fun. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely will. Um, we then had a, a quick thing with Tony Schiavone backstage with Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. And Britt 
interestingly drops this line about how you can't, you can look, but you can't touch, which I found very interesting. So, hmm, hmm, that's all I got to say there. We then had Hook defeating Matt Hardy. And this, yeah. this like uh, Matt Hardy with Stokely Hathaway and Ethan Page's group storyline is is oh, just so the, one of the one of the most bizarre, but also most fun things happening right now in oh, AEW. Like, where's this? Where's this going? It's you yeah. Can tell he's having fun. The way he smiled at the end of the segment was just fucking great. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's good. Starts. Smirk at this uh, right week, but no, it, it, it's so much fun, especially at the end because Stokely looked like he was about to have a panic attack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a good, actually, little back and forth match. It was a quick match, but it was to set up Hook against Stokely Hathaway, uh, which I'm, I'm guessing will probably be on the pre show. But uh, we get to see Stokely get absolutely murdered by Hook, and mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that. Be fun. We had House of Black backstage with the trio's titles cutting a very cryptic promo. So they've done the whole hijack the belt gimmick. Um, and they, uh, we'll s- they gave them back. Well, yeah. Didn't you see at the end of the promo? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they like them put down. they put them down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, huh. That's kind of interesting there. Um, we then had. Yeah, we then had Rio against Tony Storm, which was another very, very good match in the women's division. Tony Storm crushing it recently with this match and then with the match with... Uh, uh, I, I take it all the way back even to the match uh, at full gear against Jamie Hayter. Like, Tony Storm, yeah, she's an obnoxious heel with, with Soraya. But uh, I, I got to disagree with uh, my former co-host Tyler on this one. He thinks his opinion is that he doesn't think Tony Storm has ever been good, and he still doesn't think she's good. And I'm like, I don't know who you're watching, man, because I think Tony yeah. Storm is great. So she's I, I got to disagree with him on that one. She, she's, she's but she is better her. as a heel. Yeah. She's way better as a heel. Yes. Um, we then had quick thing backstage with Keith Lee and Dustin, and uh, they're going to be challenging Swerve's yeah, group, I think, on Rampage. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess the, that show's already aired by the time this is dropped. That's where he primarily. Yeah, it's basically a rampage feud. I don't think we're gonna. I thought we were gonna get Keith Lee and Swerve on the pay per view, but again, that's that has too many matches already. That's a match you could absolutely do on television. It would be just yeah. fine. So, we then had the Casino Tag Team Royale, which mm-hmm. uh, was fun, but I think was maybe a little bit of a mess, especially with the the gimmicked timed spots, or supposed to be two three minute intervals or whatever it is. But there was like the first one was just went on and on and on and on. And then a team comes out and then another team came out like 30 seconds later. And then it was like two minutes went by. Then another team came out and then it was like 10 seconds. So it was just all over the map. And usually with these casino matches, these casino tag team or, or whatever it is matches, usually involves a wild card, like a surprise entrant team. But I thought that they didn't do a very good job explaining, number one, the rules and number two, that. There were no wild cards. I think a lot of people expected FTR to maybe return here and get that last spot at the pay-per-view, but not so. We had Orange Cassidy and Danhausen of all teams winning this. So, again, yeah. one last match to have. Uh, we don't have an All-Atlantic title match with Orange Cassidy on the pay-per-view. Usually that would be like on the pre-show or something. We don't have that match. We're, we're going to have him 
and Danhausen in the the four way tag match instead, which is I, kind of fun to to note that Orange Cassidy won two matches on this show, so two matches yeah, no for Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy like has been great. Uh, he is like to me felt like AEW's biggest star right now, which is kind of crazy to say. He's the like, so far of 2023. Oh, absolutely. Like, without a doubt. So, um, great well, stuff. Well, well, and he's well. always been over. That's the other thing I'll point out. Is like He's like maybe the most over he's been in a while right now, but he's always been over. Even since the very beginning of AEW, this guy's this been over. So, be they're just carry, continuing that momentum. This would be a great fucking gimmick in WWE. Like, this is a WWE character. Um... But yeah, it's, is it though? It, it's more like an indie gimmick to me. Oh, but man, it just—I I could see this being played right up to the fucking kids. It could, but at the same time, I think it fits so well with AEW totally, that, totally. like, I am so happy with where where it is. So, um, what actually? I, I, at first there you I go. A weird decision to have Orange Cassidy and Danhausen in, in this match, but then I realized. We get one, we get to see Danhausen wrestle on a pay per view, and two, we get to see Danhausen wrestle. Um, because he doesn't really get that chance yes. to actually <laughs> wrestle. And if you go back and watch some of his matches, it's true, he can go, he can go, yeah. yeah. Go watch like Danhausen and, and on the indies, man. There's some good Especially stuff there's there, a match in but um, we also against, but it, it that's the one that was just like, holy shit, he can yeah. actually. Yeah, so looking forward to that. And it should have been an indicator that they had these two win a, a match that aired on Dark. And I was like, Orange Cassidy and Danhausen getting a win as a team? Like, wow, okay. And mm. then there you go. That's why they're building them up for a spot in this match. So looking forward to that. We also had a video package with Danielson and MJF sort of recapping the feud so far. And then we had Danielson come out to be interviewed by Renee. And uh, she's talking about this uh, 2014 social media post, I guess, that MJF made as he was dropping out of school, mentioning Danielson as like an influence. And uh, Danielson that went on and talked about his dreams and fighting for his dreams and having to retire and all that stuff. And it made me realize, holy shit, Brian Danielson was only retired for two years. And it felt I like know, so right? much longer than that. He dropped that line about being retired for two years. I was like, Oh my God, he's, you're right. It was only two years that he was retired. Like that's crazy. I felt like at least yeah. four. It was. It was. It feels like it was closer to the three range. Um, but timeline. Yeah. yeah it, when you actually sit and think about it, you're right. It feels like it was a lot longer. It does. It feels like a but long then, time ago. <laughs> yeah. It, well, that's true. It was a long yeah. time ago. I mean, Why? he made his big return in 2018, which was five years ago already. So, yeah. my it, God. It, it also feels like it was yesterday, too. It was one of those weird... Yeah. Yeah, weird. Time is weird, man, for sure. But um, MGF, of course, comes out to interrupt. But Danielson just doesn't even let him get a chance to speak, man. And that, that actually, I think, worked well. Because MJF had the whole thing last week where he's going after Danielson's family and he's talking about breaking up with his fiance and all this stuff. So um, I, I thought this was really good. It's a good go home angle. And uh, if you if you weren't watching on Fight TV, if you're watching on on regular cable television or whatever, uh, the line that Danielson used at the very end was, "You're going to get your fucking head kicked in." Okay. So, so there you go. Canada here. We're on a seven second delay. 
So <laughs> they did this weird bleepy. It wasn't even a bleep. It was like they kind of tried to do something with the audience audio and put it through like a video game filter. It was really yeah. weird. Huh. Uh, so we okay. didn't get the fucking head kicked in a bit. I was so I, I, I think only fan, only people. Wa- I think only people watching on Fight TV got the, yeah, the uncensored. Yeah. Yeah, feed. So yeah, because Julia said on uh, on Twitter that um, the TBS edited, uh, censored it as well. Yes, well, it was on the West Coast, so they had that ten second delay that they could they could. Yeah, use exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, so good show overall. I, again, I don't think it was as good as last week's Dynamite, but I don't think it was as bad as a lot of people were saying it was earlier uh, today as, as we were taping this earlier on Thursday, I checked and it was just like, yeah, oh my God, people just enough already. We get it. You don't like AEW. Like, why do you have to bitch and whine? If you don't like it, don't watch it. <laughs> Simple as that. Come on. You watch it in spite. Um, <laughs> No, it was best dynamite a, ever. Best dynamite ever for me. Overall, go home show. So I agree with you. Best dynamite ever. Um, yeah, I would put it if I had a scale where it's just like literal greatest, middle, worst. Um, it would be like right in that three quarter range. Yes. So, um, we do have Rampage uh, airing right before this drops. So, couple, yeah. they only had a couple matches announced at the time of us taping. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and of them being. Yeah, so Swerve and Parker Boudreau, Parker Boudreau uh, against Keith Lee and Dustin, and then there's a Fatal Four Way as well um, with a few teams. As I'm, I'm trying to pull it up here and remember exactly what it is, but uh, it's uh, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. It's one of these ones that was announced on social media. So of course I'm trying to to pull up the, the thing right here. Um, I apologize. I'm so professional. Look at me, just not being prepared at all. Uh, what is this fatal what, the four way teams match? As we're both trying to scramble to come up with yeah. the graphic. Do you know what it is? I don't not, know what it is. Not off the top Who of the head. fuck cares? It's rampage. It's probably just going to be there. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm. I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on on like. Oh, I can't find the thing. So, oh but I know it has Claudio and you in it. I've got it. It's all right. Versus okay. John and Alex Reynolds versus Claudio and Wheeler versus Ozzy Open. Hey, Ozzy Open's great. Glad to yeah. see them in there. And, and it looks like Claudio and Wheeler are going heel. Yes. Which Blackpool like, oh. Combat Cl- Club in general seems like they are, are full on turning. And I don't know what that we means. Explain, like, it, it we could explain why yeah. Danielson doesn't really do anything with them anymore. I've been saying for a while I would love to see the elite face off against the Blackpool combat club down the line. It, that would it, be a hell, a hell of a blood and guts match. If they got hangman page to reunite with Kenny and the bucks to take on Claudio Moxley, Danielson and Yuta. That sounds like an awesome match. Like even if it's not in blood and guts, just give the, that as a match eight man tag. Why not? You know, you know, it could happen still. Yeah. So lots of fun stuff to look forward to, including Revolution coming up this weekend uh, on Sunday and is a stacked card. As always, we have the full main card here. Again, they've probably announced about 87 more matches on social media uh, between the time of us taping this and the time of it airing. But we'll go through and give our predictions for each of the matches that have been announced so far. So we have Christian Cage and Jack Perry in a no holds barred match. I think for sure this is Jungle Boys or Jack Perry's 
yeah. uh, come up and smash, and he's going to finally get that big win over Christian Cage, especially being no holds barred. Uh, that's my prediction there. I'm going with Jack Perry. What about you, Soda? I agree. It's going to be uh, Jack Perry. And um, I'm wondering if uh, Luchasaurus is going to make a return here. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, we also have the Elite defending the trio's titles against the House of Black. I mm-hmm. heard a, a few people say they think that the, the Elite is not retaining here, that the House of Black is going to be winning. But I actually think the Elite will retain. Uh, and I do think that there might it might be one of those things where uh, the the finish is like a roll up or something, and the House of Black continue the beat down afterwards to set up another match for the future. But yeah, uh, I, I think someone was saying like the build has been a little bit lackluster to this, but I don't think it needed much. Like you got the spooky House of Black, and you got the Elite, and they're gonna go in there, and they're gonna probably have a fucking five star banger. Like that's all I care about, you know. I so I, I'm, I think I'm picking be- I'm picking the Elite, but what about you? Um, I'm thinking I'm gonna go with the Dirk um, House, the of, House Black? of Black. Really? Okay. Um, just because um, people are saying like, what do you do with them afterwards? Yeah, um, that's a good point. Or, yeah, actually, and, no, and the- no, you know what? I'm actually gonna go with you. I'm actually gonna lean towards you because I like the idea. Yeah. of something. I like the idea of setting. Continue the feud. Yeah, and I mean, like they've kind of stopped doing the ranking thing, anyways. So yeah. I can see this being they can have another match down the line, um, yes. maybe like you know with stipulation or something like that. Battle um, of the belts, and that's when yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Make it a must-watch show, and yeah. have House of have the House of Black win it then. Sure, why not? Yeah, yep. Especially since I'm going to be at that show, so yeah, I'd love to see that match. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that just makes sense because I mean, you, like you, like you said, and like other people pointing out the build has been lackluster. Why not? Just this, why not just, just make this the start of something new? Because where the fuck are the young, uh, are the elite going to go after this as well? It's true. But uh, someone also, uh, well, I think the elite are headed towards the full on elite reunion with hangman page, but, uh, um, oh, yeah, that's true. I, I, someone also made a good argument that like at this point, if in the alternate AEW timeline where we didn't have the brawl with CM Punk and all that shit go mm-hmm. down, this probably would have been at the point where the elite would be dropping those titles because they would have had the belts since all the way back in September. Yeah. So that would have been a long, good, nice long reign for them exactly. uh, up until the next pay-per-view. But given that it feels like they just won those titles back like a, a few weeks ago, I would be surprised if there if there's some like roll up finish and they continue this feud for another month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, I, thinking about it like that, that's where I sway to. Yes, speaking of Hangman Adam Page, we got him taking on John Moxley in a Texas Death Match in California, which I find hilarious, given that they do about eight hundred fucking Texas shows every month. Uh, the the fact that this is not in Texas makes me laugh. So. Um, but man, this is one that's been built up as like a, almost a co-main event with Danielson and MJF. Um, and I think, uh, hangman page is getting the win, the big win over Moxley, which, uh, you wouldn't normally see Moxley lose one of these kinds of matches, but it feels like it wouldn't necessarily make sense for, mm-hmm. uh, Moxley to just win again. And with, with BCC potentially like full on turning heel, I think Hangman Adam Page wins this match. What about you? And I, yeah, I'm with you because of one thing. Moxley's owed a fucking vacation. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too. So, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, 100%. So this is going to be the last time we're going to see Moxley for a while, I think. 
Um, well I deserved. think he, this is this has got to write him off TV for at yeah. least a few weeks. And you know? uh, this is this is going to be. I, I could see this being the match of the night. I, I get well, yeah. I think it might be between this and the match we were just talking about with House of Black and and the yeah. Elite, but. Uh, this is going to be there's going to be so much blood in this match, like so oh, yeah. much blood. Uh, if you don't like blood, I don't know what you're doing watching AEW to begin with. But right. Um, so I got hit. Yeah, I think we Moxley to bleed. Right. Um, we also have Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks. And this one I'm a, I'm a little bit torn on because I think on one hand, we were talking about Jericho kind of putting everybody over. Mm-hmm. I don't know if beating Ricky Starks right now is, is a, such a great idea. I mean, you got, you got the rest of the JAS banned from ringside. Are they really banned from ringside? Are they going to do that sports entertainment thing where they come in with the ref is distracted or a ref bump? And here they come, they cause the interference to give Jericho the win. But this is one of those things where it's like, if Jericho wins, that would put them each at one win a piece against each other. And then you could have the third blow off match, like with a stip or something. So I'm kind of, Leaning a little bit more towards Jericho on this one, but I don't know. I'm torn. What do you think, Soda? Um, yeah, this one's interesting. Um, I've heard two things out there. One is, you know, Jericho the JAS doing something weird and just, you know, re- I've renamed them this. Um, have them come down and interfere that way. Um, or also have Action Andretti turn heel, join them. Hmm, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah. Here. So who are you, you're going with Jericho as well? Yeah, I think that's yeah. why I'm going to go there as well. Okay. We also have, uh, this is an easy call for me. It's Jamie Hader, Soraya and Ruby Soho in a three way. And I think yeah. Jamie Hader, Jamie Hader pins Ruby here to protect Soraya a little bit since she's kind of just there. She just mm-hmm. got there recently. Uh, but I think there's there's going to be some stuff with the WWE, XWWE versus uh, AEW homegrown talent feud. I'm sure you're going to have Britt out there. You're gonna, it's a three-way, so they can do whatever they want. They can hit each other with chairs and shit. But um, I'm definitely going with Jamie Hayter retaining. No way you take the belt off her anytime soon. Yeah, uh, agreed. And this is probably to set up some uh, one-on-one match down the line. And this is probably where Ruby chooses her side. Yeah, <laughs> taking way too long to get there, but yeah, yeah, I, I would agree there. Um, we also have, we only have four pay per views a year, yeah. We also have Samoa Joe taking on Wardlow again here for the TNT Championship. And given that Powerhouse Hobbs just won that Revolution ladder match thing, uh, and given that we're kind of almost back at square one from where we were at full gear where I thought for sure Hobbs was winning the title, but then I don't know what happened. Wardlow got hurt. Somebody got hurt. I don't even know. Like, it was it kind of it was a little weird. I think Samoa Joe retains here against Wardlow. Oh. Uh, I heard a lot of people saying, well, Wardlow can win, and then Hobbs can win because TNT title, and it's the belt that kind of gets juggled around a lot. But mm-hmm. I think I'm actually going to lean towards Samoa Joe winning this one, and then you get, you get Joe versus Hobbs. And that's where Hobbs finally gets the win for the TNT title. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm actually, I'm going to go with Wardlow actually on this one. I just, yeah, like I think I'm in the minority on this, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm going so, to go with yeah. Wardlow. 
War Dog potentially winning that match. And then we also have the four-way, a lot of like a three-way, four-way kind of deals on this uh, pay-per-view. We have uh, the tag titles on the line. The Ass Boys against the Acclaimed against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett against Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. So given that FTR are not in this match, Soda, who do you think is winning? I think the guns are going to win. Probably think they're going to retain to get the heat. They're going to retain by shenanigans somehow. Yeah. Maybe FTR wasn't quite, they're not quite ready to come back yet. And maybe the ass boys do retain here. And then FTR makes their big three. Who knows? Yes. Cause like these pay-per-views usually have the, like a big debut or a big surprise, you know, signing or whatever. And while there still could be that, I think that given that there's no like mystery entrant in any of the matches or anything like that. Yeah. I think you got to have a big return. You know, we had the last pay-per-view had the big return of the elite, which I feel like they couldn't, they didn't even need to advertise, even though they did. This could potentially have the big return of FTR after the match yeah. is over to set up. Cause they did their last thing in AW was them losing to the ass boys. So them coming back in exactly. and finishing that feud before they potentially head off elsewhere, uh, I think is where they might go. So I am also going to, go with the gun club retaining here, which yeah, I know is going to get a lot of heat, but uh, yeah, that, I, I'm also on the same same boat with you there, Soda, on that there one. There needs to be their rematch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we then have our main event, which is MJF against Brian Danielson in a 60-minute Iron Man match, which just exhausts me even thinking about, but yeah, yeah MJF isn't losing this title anytime soon, so it's, it's obviously MJF, but um, I think it's going to be all sorts of crazy. I think it'll be like tie. They each have a fall a piece or something yeah. headed into the final minute. And then, you know, MJF full. Uh, th this is not going to be, I don't think, one of these like all-time classic 60-minute Iron Man matches. I think like Tyler yeah. had a really good prediction on this one, which is that like there's good, there might be a spot where it's like just 10 minutes of Danielson like getting the, his ass handed to him. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like, oh, man, this might be it. Like he, he might. And then they start carrying him out on a stretcher, you know, and there's just a, it's like a 10 minute worked injury spot basically. And then he gets back up and he fights back. And then MJF wins via shenanigans. He hits him, you know, ref distraction, ref bump, whatever. He hits him with the ring to get the win. Uh, something like that. But yeah, it's MJF obviously, but how it all goes down over the full hour, I think is, is another thing that's up for debate. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think this is this can be kind of fun. This, this isn't going to be like Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle level. I think it's going to no. be more like the uh, the Iron Man match. I think it's going to be more like Brett and uh, and Sean. Yeah, or like you remember the um, this was a long time ago, but do you remember the John Cena Randy Orton? I think it was No Way Out two thousand nine yeah. match where uh, uh, Randy tried to kill John Cena with the firework. Remember that yeah. spot from way back in the day? I think it might there's be actually, more along those lines, but there's yeah. another one that's underrated um, that I that I could would compare to this as well. I can't remember if it was actually an Iron Man match or just went the time limit, but it was um, John Cena versus um, Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, Raw uh, way back, in way the day. back when. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're really digging in the archives on this one, mm -hmm. but but yeah, that's a. Uh, I think this is one of the like. 
maybe easier predictions to do for this pay per view. Yeah. There's there's a lot of matches where it's like I think this is a pretty straightforward win for you know for Jamie Hader for MJF or or uh, you know, the the Gun Club or Page or whoever. But I think there's still there still could be some surprises as there usually is with these AEW shows. You never know who's going to show up. You never know what's going to go down. Um, and hopefully everything stays kosher behind the scenes backstage mm -hmm. uh, without any fights or brawls or anything like that. So um, this is uh, this is actually a really good way to build MGF up as a very credible champion. Yes, that too. Surviving yeah. an Iron Man, a 60 minute Iron Man match with Brian Danielson. Yeah, like, that just adds to his the greatest of all time. Yeah, exactly. Good point you make there, but uh, we'll move on to our last couple segments. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter show here today, guys, but uh, we'll have our we'll do our match and moment of the week as we always do. And man, this is, it was another week where it was kind of like there was a few that I would I would sort of throw out there. And I even have I haven't watched Ring of Honor and I haven't watched Impact yet, so mm -hmm. um, I might I might change my mind on this as as we go. But if it qualifies, uh, depending on how you're looking at it, it's Young Bucks and Aussie Open uh, for me. But I also got to shout out that ladder match, man, because that was something totally mm -hmm. insane. And I think the ladder match had my moment of the week, which was Commander doing that crazy rope walk dive um, early on in that match. So those are my picks. But uh, what do you have, Soda? Uh, so my match of the week is the ladder match for everything you said. Um, but my moment of the week is from Raw. It was from uh, the Cody Rhodes and Chad Gable match. And oh yeah, you said this to me. Ring with Otis, and Otis is looking at someone in the crowd, and Cody walks up behind him. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know, she's pretty cute." And Otis doesn't even fucking realize what's yeah. going on. Like, yeah. Hey, what oh, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's my moment of the week because that I've been watched that I don't know how many times. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Was there anything else of note from last week's SmackDown um, or this week's Raw that you could shout out? Not particularly anything that sticks out. I'm, well, I mean, Becky Lynch and Lita are now the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team. Oh, Ryan. yes. Yes. Definitely. Finally. Meant, she's been supposed to return mm -hmm. for a while now. Um, I definitely meant to shout that out because, yeah, yeah, that was that was a big deal oh. that everybody was talking about. Tri uh, Lita and Becky Lynch, the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And yeah. I, I got to say, I've always loved when they have these kinds of teams where it's like yeah. the old vet, the legend and the, the new star, like from the, the, the current generation, you know, the big star from the current generation. So um, where it goes, I don't know. Cause like, uh, you know, Lita is, is I think like maybe still a little rusty in the ring. You know, it's yeah. obviously not Lita from the, from the late nineties, early two thousands. It's 2023 Lita, which is nothing against Lita. She's great. But like, mm -hmm. You know, you know what I mean. Like it's fucking Lita. Um, yeah, it's I, Lita. <laughs> yeah. There's two things I can see coming out of this. One is a trios match at WrestleMania. The other being a rematch for the titles with uh, Trish versus Bailey. Yeah. Okay. I can also see there being some like crazy tag team gauntlet match kind of thing at WrestleMania, where it's like these two. Uh, you know, you got Shayna and Rana. The Shayna and Rana. Shayna and Rhonda in there. I think like Shotzi and Liv. There's a few teams that you could certainly throw in there. Obviously, damage control. Um, the, it seems like the the women's tag division in WWE is pretty stacked right now. So yeah, given really, that you, you have weird because they don't fucking highlight the ta those titles, which is whatever. Yeah, but given that you have like I think a lot of the spotlight is going to be on Bianca and Oscar and Charlotte yep. and Rhea. 
I feel like that, you know, you got to get a lot of those women on the card somehow. So to have like mm-hmm. a, like one of these crazy six team, you know, seven, five or five, six team gauntlet matches, uh, I think would be, would be a cool direction for them to go. So that's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll kind of see where that goes there, but uh, we will wrap things up today with our annual or weekly Dustin Dubuque hates this Tony Khan tweet segment of the week. And this week, our, our selection is from last week's rampage. Tom Toretto and Brian O'Connor have said their farewells and are now looking back on their memories together now, which means that Furious 7 is over now. And it's time for AEW Rampage right now. How many times can Tony Khan put now in the tweet on TNT? Thank you for everyone uh, watching AEW on TNT tonight. Uh, cringe tweet from Tony Khan here. His cringe um, tweets are basically comical. <laughs> like, I can't help but yeah. just laugh at them. It's like, oh, Tony. Oh, Tony. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, there you go. We love you, Dustin. Uh, yep. Got to get him back on the show one of these days. But, guys, if you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button. It always helps the algorithm and all that good stuff. Uh, we are getting subscribers already. For the new channel, which I believe we have the link up. So it's uh, YouTube.com slash at LGR underscore blokes. So that's at mm-hmm. LGR N. I believe it's going to be N at some point. But right now it's at LGR underscore blokes. So you can subscribe over there as well. Um, before we get the channel launched, we don't have any content over there quite yet. But uh, we will very, very soon. And uh, speaking along those same notes, we have a very, very fun segment planned for next week coming up. Um, our producer extraordinaire, Adelia Chamberlain, suggested that we do a like a tournament to crown the best wrestling theme song. So I have curated a bracket, uh, March Madness style, featuring a whole bunch of classic theme songs from all over the map, uh, past, present, and future, I guess. Um, from all different companies. So we got an AEW bracket. We got your Impact New Japan bracket. You got your old school WWE bracket. A whole bunch of brackets to celebrate mm-hmm. March Madness in our own way. And uh, as part of that, we will start that next week. So keep an eye out for some polls that we'll have posted on Twitter and other social medias. And then we'll um, combine the results and uh, announce the winner every week of each respective bracket uh, section. And then leading up to our channel launch on March 30th uh, for our first live show, which is either going to be the, the 30th or the 31st. We haven't quite decided yet. Um, probably the 31st, right after the Go Home Smackdown. Uh, as I sort of announced for the new channel, we will also reveal the winner of the wrestling theme song March Madness bracket. So a lot of fun st- stuff to look at for there. But uh, any other final thoughts or plugs before we wrap up the show here, Soto? Um, no more final thoughts. Just usual. Find me over at soda underscore the underscore Saxman. Um, check me out on Northern Entertainment Group. Where uh, actually the night tonight that we're recording this, so yesterday, um, a f- episode of my new show, Founded Flags, dropped. Which is uh, actually what I, what I like about it is that Fifty teaches me about his favorite holiday over in Israel, which is Purim, which uh, is where you get basically it's like M- Mardi Gras without the beats, I guess. Okay. Um, so definitely give it a listen. It's uh, it's it's interesting, and then there's a freaking twist in the story that I did not expect when he's telling you the history. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah, definitely check that that out, guys. Um, and uh, and all the other stuff that we have going on here on the Let's Get Ready Network. Uh, we have Creed reviews dropping. We have Mandalorian reviews dropping. We got entertainment news break. All sorts of fun stuff here, as well as over on the Highlights channel. We'll be doing playoff beards, and I think uh, Soda might be joining us for some of that. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about the, all the hockey stuff, including. My boy, Patrick Kane on the New York. God Kings. damn it. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, that guys, that's going to do it for us here tonight. We will be back next week, uh, most likely uh, in the garage again, because once again, Comcast can suck my dick. Fuck you, Comcast.